For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Sam, and I'm excited to be back hosting for GCX 2022. Room blocks are still available at the beautiful Rose and Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida. So book now with our discounted link and stay in the same space as the event so that the fun never has to end. Well, I mean, that really couldn't be more convenient. Go to gcxevent.com slash Rosen to learn more. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Tim, how would you feel if the intro went back to me making like? Hey guys, welcome to Star Wars. It's episode 60? 59? It is episode 60. Yeah. I feel like my new goal is to annoy you at the beginning of every show. Well, I, was, like, I really just... was, I was. I was so hopeful that we were just going to get a normal intro this time and. And then you just started with that. Hey, Tim, what do you think? And I'm like, nope, this is a cold intro bit. I, uh, the, I people like it. A lot of people have come to learn that I don't like cold intros. And well, the, I have learned that your audience loves things that you don't like. Yes. Yeah, that's them. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my that's my viewer. Nailed it. Speaking of nailing it. I am currently drinking King's Coast coffee, and oh. you should be too. I put a little bit of scotch in mine this morning just to get the day going. Did you? That's what. That's what everyone does, right? <laughs> wow, Kevin. No. For you. No. Am I not supposed to do that twice a day? Oh, twice a day. Good for you, Kevin. <laughs> Doing it twice a day. Nailing it twice a day. Good job. But yeah, uh, yeah head over to kingscoastcoffee.com. The holiday uh, bundle is out. The holiday roast is out, and so cocoa good. is available. So please do not come to us in January and be like, "I didn't get cocoa." No, I'm, I'm drinking a roaster's choice this morning. It's right. Don't be a sad panda. Also, shipping uh, is delayed because the United States Postal Service has announced that this will be the worst year for shipping since sometime in the 70s. The so 1970s. Now. So use UPS. Yeah, yeah. Order now. Um, let's dive into it. There's a nice chunk of news this week. Did you watch the, uh, the, what was it? The Disney plus thing? under the helmet, no. under the helmet of Boba Fett. Uh, there was a lot of stuff in there. I didn't know. I didn't either. I really enjoyed it. I almost cried at one point because they were talking about the, um, the guy who was the original body actor for Boba, Jeremy Bullock. Um, and I didn't, I forgot that he passed away last year, last yeah. year. In listening to his wife talk about him and just how he interacted with the fans. And at one point they showed 
Um, him, Tamora Morrison, and then uh, who played young, and then the uh, gentleman who played young Boba Fett. Oh, he, he follows me on Twitter, and I feel so bad. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. I'm totally brain farting. Anyways, they the the three of them were standing next to each other. I was like, oh, that's three generations of Boba Fett, just like right next to it. It's crazy. It's Tamora Morrison's actually the youngest of the three generations of, of Boba Fett because he's now just taking that role, which I think Daniel is really Logan. Neat. Daniel Logan. Also, I had no idea that Daniel Logan was the voice of Boba in Clone Wars. Yeah, I didn't know that so either. That cool. And then in seeing that, I was like, oh, they actually brought him back for that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's fun to see folks like Tamir Morrison, uh, Jeremy Bullock, Daniel Logan embrace the role and just kind of dive into everything that comes with being that character. Yeah. Uh, because Star Wars is such a beloved IP that, you know, when you take a role in those movies, you know, you're you're doing something that's probably going to last the rest of your life. Uh, you know, fan appearances and whatnot. And I also think, you know, even even we see um, what's his name who played Finn? Um, oh, FN2187? John Boyega. Uh, you know, he's very angry about the way he was treated and the franchise and the character. Sure. And I don't blame him because the character was completely mistreated. Yeah. But you can also see that glimmer when you when people talk to him about it now that he's like, well, yeah, I would come back and do it again under the right circumstances. So. There is there is something about being a character in the universe and Jeremy Bullock to me completely exemplified that the way his like you said his wife talked about how he felt about it mm-hmm. and he had that like kind of responsibility and that seemed to be how he ended his career too was just yeah. being Boba Fett. Yeah, it, it, I I one of the things that I really like is just how she said just how he embraced the fans. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really neat. Um it yeah. kind of just gave me a good one. She's like, he, he never sat down at the table. He always stood up. He always just embraced everyone. And I was like, oh, it's just so cool. Like, it's so neat that someone who literally had, what, like overall six minutes of screen time? Six minutes, yeah. Six minutes of screen time. He had four lines at, that were ended up re, that were redubbed. Um, yeah. And some of them were actually added at, you know, later on down the line. So he really didn't have much. But it's one of those characters, and it's it's definitely one of those things with Star Wars as a fan that we we attach ourselves to the things we don't know a lot about. And Boba Fett's definitely one of those characters that I just like. I learned so much just watching this little thing. Like I had no idea his original render, like they did in real life, was just white. Well, um, he was supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't realize they, they were, were going to make him a super trooper, and I thought that was really neat. They wanted him to be originally. They wanted Boba Fett to not be Boba Fett, not be a bounty hunter. They wanted him to be. Uh, a, a legion of super troopers, which ended up be like it kind of reminded me of the Death Troopers, uh, right. in a way. So that's well, I was going to bring up the fact that don't you doesn't it sound like John Favreau drew from that, and yes. that's how we got the Dark Troopers? Yeah, yeah, Dark Troopers, or even like the Death Troopers. Um, Not that he created Dark Troopers, but the way they were presented as like a legion, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think like just like it's it's really cool to see how much inspiration has been pulled from original renders. Uh, yeah. of things like they were even talking about like just like the t-cut in the helmet they're like we don't even remember how we got that there but like and then, as soon as they <laughs> said it and they're like it, but it's still a beautiful like uh nod to um medieval sword play and magic and i was like yeah like because that's what star wars does a really good job of they have the the sword play of of the samurai movies they've got the the presence of a western and speaking of Westerns, and so, like, I, I'm kind of mad at myself for not knowing this, but I didn't realize it until watching this, and I don't think I've ever heard it watching Empires, or I never noticed it. I always thought it was armor clinking, but it was actually spurs. I also thought it was armor clinking. Always, but... I always thought it was armor clinking, and and I didn't know that they wanted to, you know, draw into the Western more and make him a desperado and give him the actual spurs that a cowboy would wear. 
and he's walking with spurs. And then we go to the Boba Fett reveal in Mando, and I'm like, that's why I thought it was Cobb Vanth because 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 he also has spurs on his boots, um, and it made sense. He's a bounty hunter. Like it just it all felt right. But now going back and knowing that that's what they did for Boba Fett as well, it all makes sense. That entire like see that that part with, um, with uh, with like the, the spurs, and you all you see is his boot and a little bit of his cape, like. Oh my gosh, they really gave so much away. I uh my feeling on it was was this when they were showing how the character was made and you know Ralph McQuarrie is no longer with us, but he was the artist and he's kind of the 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 man who brought what George Lucas had in his head out onto paper mm-hmm. and then they would take that and they would make it into the movie. So if you I have for years I'm like I got to buy the Star Wars art set. I got to buy the Star Wars art set. The one Ben just got from that Amy got him. Oh, that has all the crazy uh art. Yeah. And I after the because I was watching in the living room this morning and I turned to Danielle. I was like, I need you to buy me the Star Wars Ralph McQuarrie (laughs) art set for Christmas because I won't buy it for myself and I need it. Like it's especially if you're trying to storytell and stuff, which we're doing uh, with stuff at Rare Drop. um, It's important to draw inspiration, especially from the things you love and to see, you know, pictures of what conceptually they looked like. It's usually not far off from from what you'd expect, right? Um, you know, and and I think that was the, that was the almost the the, um, the beauty of it was that they all seemed to be in line. I'm going to send you a picture of his his first render of R2 and C3PO. Oh my god, I've seen this before. Um, yeah, and it's 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 just really cool to see it in action and under understand yeah. where it all came from. So watching them put Boba together, basically, you know, him him just saying, "Well, we're under budget, we're over budget." So we it, we can only use one of the armor. Well, what if we turned it into some sort of badass character, you know? And then he's like, "Well, then I started layering it, and then I started taking railroad colors, which was an interesting color scheme and a way to mention it, uh, and painting over it and going going through the process of creating who Boba Fett would be." And like you said, the T visor, you know, the T visor to me that was huge because that didn't just span Boba Fett; that turned into an entire civilization within the universe. Yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah. To, to your point, cool. I think it's crazy that like like you said, like one one person inspired lore in a world and a and, and more shows. And it's crazy, like to just to think that we all have like the possibility of just like creating just like one thing, which then can span into an entire new universe, which is just so cool. Like to your point of just like, you know, us trying to storytell and things like that. Like just literally that 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 T visor is so iconic. Yeah, everybody knows that. Like, heck, I mean, you even see it in Tarkov and everyone calls it the Mando face cover because it's just like it's it's a it's a it's a real thing. It actually is. It's real life like face armor, but has a T cut in it. So just you you look like a Mandalorian. It's awesome. You know, and we went over it during Mandalorian, the the spiders from the ice episode. Um, That was a beast that Luke was supposed to encounter on Dagobah. Uh, So I just sent you the concept art that's in Ralph McQuarrie's book. But the fact that, like you said, they're still drawing from it, they're still being inspired by it and still taking from this old, you know, at this point, almost 50 year old source material to create new stories and to keep the the in my opinion, the soul of Star Wars alive. That's cool. And I know people will disagree with me on that and, you know, go down there, bullshit, Disney ruined everything (laughs) route. But when you start to dig into it and you start to like listen to people like Dave uh, Filoni and John Favreau and you know the crew that created the old stuff 
Um, I understand not liking the movies, but all this ancillary content that's coming and the stories behind it, pay attention because it is very, very, very important. And it's coming from really cool different places. Like they have concept art for what Alderaan looked like. And, you know, we, we've seen it in games and stuff now where it's like snowy mountain peaks, but the concept art at Ralph McQuarrie looks like Epcot. It looks like Epcot, Tim. What? Palm trees and these, these like glass pyramids and things like that. And, you know, how do we know that this concept art, I'm sending it to you now, will not inspire something in a future show, like a different sure. planet oh, we might beautiful. go to or something? Oh, my God. It does well, even, like even the, the, the pyramids, to an extent, they took and they put on Onderon because Onderon yeah. uh, is all like almost Egyptian uh -huh. themed. So they, they took some of this idea, but that's supposed to be Alderon, which I think is incredible. That looks wild. It does look like yeah. Florida. <laughs> it does. It looks like Epcot, you know. Yeah. So, so, um. I want that book, and I'm probably going to have a thousand things to talk about with that book uh, when it comes out. We also, and I didn't really want to get into it on this episode because we have some theory crafting to do and whatnot, but we also were tossing around how that legacy, is it called the legacy? Of this? No, that's the Star Wars update that we're going to talk about in a few. Um, uh, there, whoops, sorry. Uh, I like <laughs> I your ringtone, that was good. <laughs> that wasn't a ringtone, that was uh, oh. a video. <laughs> um we were trading uh, articles back and forth. I think it was two or three days ago uh, with, you know, they, this book now fleshed out uh, Snoke's backstory um, a few years too late, in my opinion. Yeah. But now we're learning more about the Sith from this new Sith book. I'm so excited. Uh, Sith troopers uh, are thoroughly explained that, you know, they are ancient parts of this uh, Sith Empire and, you know, they serve the Sith Lords um, updated to be a part of the empire almost it's it's weird it's called the uh, book of sith secrets of the dark side um and it just came out oh wait no that's not the right book where is this book yeah, you're right anyway. it's called secrets of the sith okay secrets of the sith so yeah it, it lists out all the stuff so people are digging through it now and pulling out what what is essentially now canon um and and uh putting it in there so i want to touch on that like next week and we're going to talk we about, like, the origin of Snoke and really, like, what he is, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they started piecing together in the comics, but this book kind of fleshes it out even more. Um, and, you know, now people are taking that, what's in that book, and creating theories like Anakin was a clone in Revenge of the Sith oh, because yeah, he's completely different in Clone Wars. Uh -huh. Which I kind of understand, but I don't believe. I do think it was a true turn because if Anakin was a Sith in Revenge of the Sith, that just kind of ruins yes. the character arc. So uh, it is what it is. But um, there's a couple of things going on in the Star Wars universe that we want to talk about today. First one is SWOTOR is celebrating its 10th anniversary in December. And with That's the crazy. 10th anniversary, they're re-releasing all of the trailers in 4K Ultra HD. What may not sound like a lot to you, but for me, I was watching this. Um, and now keep in mind, 10 years ago, I had just gotten married. I was living in an apartment in Queens. Mm -hmm. I remember I put log me in on my phone to log myself into SWOTOR on my home computer while I was still at work because the queues were like six hours long. Uh -huh. And uh, these trailers, there's four of them. I just sent you one, Tim, with the, the remaster. So on your new monitor, it should look like gold. Um, these trailers I, are still, still to this day, I think the only other game that has made trailers as good as this is Diablo, or cutscenes and cinematics is Diablo. That's it. These are some of the best trailers ever. And on top of that, 
everyone at the time, I remember going, why isn't this like a movie or an animated series? Why isn't this a movie or an animated series? Yeah. So now you can enjoy them in 4K Ultra HD. They haven't released all of them yet, but I believe three of them are out. Uh, uh, SW, The Old Republic on YouTube. And go watch them. They're so much fun. I know some people, they're not canon. Who gives a shit? They're so much fun. <laughs> it's some of the best like lightsaber fighting you'll ever see in anything. Uh, and it's just it's just fun. And after that, you're probably going to be like, well, now I want to play the game. If you do and you happen to be on the Satil Sean server, hit me up because I, I re-upped and I'm playing through probably through Christmas. Really, Kevin? Yeah, what the hell? It's fun. It's fun. So, um, yeah, I started a, an evil uh, 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 Jedi shadow yesterday. So oh. he's all dark side and brooding and angry so i'm just gonna you know all the decisions that a teenage boy would make are the ones that i'll make <laughs> but yeah the the update that's coming out for it too is called the legacy of the sith so they're really gonna dig into darth malgus and his his i don't want to say backstory but there's a lot to be said about darth malgus if you follow the story obviously you know they brought him back from the dead and then now we're trying to figure out does he actually serve the empire is he serving his own interests again and legacy of the sith will reveal that apparently we're going to a new planet that has never been shown in star wars ever uh on anything and it has like really really big roots to non-canon legacy darth uh That's, legends dark side stuff it's still mind-blowing that they are pumping out this content it's a huge update. They're redoing the UI. They're redoing the character creation. This is a very, very big update for them. So, uh, and the creative director, he did a YouTube video where he told the backstory and then he did an interview and he was like, we have no plans to end the game anytime soon. EA is happy with it. Wow. I remember seeing earnings reports from a few years ago and the game is still making them like millions and millions of dollars every year in profit. So, um, and I attribute a lot of it to exactly what, what I'm feeling december is always a time where you want to jump back into star wars i think a lot of people marathon for the holidays i know i do that with lord of the rings um but a lot of people marathon and then there's always new star wars content coming out in december uh -huh. whether it's television or whatever sure. so i think it, it gets people that played the game like oh man i should play Tour again uh back into it so i feel like they have that surge every year and some people probably stick around and and stick you know so um but yeah uh, Legacy of the Sith comes out next month, um, but they're already prepping for it. Uh, ma major changes to the game. Uh, I will say this. If you are an MMO player and you have, have left the game uh, and came back maybe and you didn't like the Renown system, the Renown system kind of worked like uh, like the champion levels in ESO where you would level beyond leveling. Oh. Uh, they're dropping that and they're going back to linear paths to getting gear through raiding and dungeons and whatnot. So you will have to do group content to gear yourself out. But you know what gear you're going for when you go do the group content. So uh, and the system is very friendly to getting people geared to a certain level. And then there's a plateau that you have to do, you know, raiding and stuff to get to the next next level. So they're trying to woo some of those old MMO fans because of what happened with New World, because WoW is on the fritz right now. Uh, so uh, I guess that makes you know. sense. Yep, yep, yep. So it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. It's fun to go back in that universe. Uh, I, I love it. I just did the the flashpoint where you go through the ruins. So remember when in Kotor you start out in the Jedi Temple on Dantooine? Yes. So you go through the ruins of that temple because it's like a couple hundred years later. Well, that's dope. Uh, and a, you learn about all this crazy shit that happened on Dantooine, and you know how the Jedi fell there, and it's pretty pretty neat. And you can do it. 
if you do it as empire, you see one side of the story. If you do it as Republic, you see a different side of the story, which is actually, I've always loved that about the game is you do the same activity, but you get two stories doing it one way or another. Yeah. Because it's different bosses and stuff like that. And then the way they explain it away is that you're there at two different times. Uh huh. So sometimes the Republic might be there first and then what you do as Empire happens after or vice versa. So they can explain it away like, oh, you were in the same place, same time or different time, but the same place and different bosses and enemies. So that's, um, that's so yeah. much. So, OK, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to follow along with any. Like, I'm not going to be able to play this. So, yeah, I want to still be involved. So you're good. We're going to have to have like a. Um, like uh, the old Republic, like like Kevin Kevin's old Republic minute or something. Okay, because like yeah, I know like I, I want to know what's going on, but I'm not gonna have time to play it. Like, because it's not gonna stream well for me. No, 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 but no. But I still no. want to know what's going on. Yeah, what what I'll do is uh, once I get through the story, because the story will probably only be like six, seven, eight hours or something. Uh, I'll have I'll have more information for you there. I doubt I'm gonna get the raid. I don't really have people to play with besides Rob and Mike play it with me. Uh -huh. But that's it. So, you know, if there's like a bunch of other people out there that are like, yeah, I'll do that. Just tweet at me, Kevin X Vision, and, you know, we'll make a guild or something uh, and and have some fun with it. But, um, yeah, and I, I also don't play like 60 hours a week. If I get 10, 12 in a week, it's that's a lot. So uh, don't expect me to be like guild leader and raid leader and whatnot. But if one <laughs> of you wants to, I will gladly come along for that ride. So, well, I'm excited to hear Kevin's Old Republic story time. See, and there's a bunch of stuff like you would love Oricon. Oricon is the home planet of they call them the Dreadmasters. And the Dreadmasters are like these Sith and the Sith only call on them when they need them because their whole thing is they they uh, induce fear through the force. Ooh. So they make you see things that aren't there Ooh. and, you know, like spiders crawling all over you or, you know, and they completely manipulate and decap not de they destroy people's minds. To, you know where they're like a shell of them former selves so yeah i like um, that yeah that was one of the updates that was a fun one that's a and there's a raid i've never done for the Dreadmasters where you kill them all so that's so um, cool <laughs> yeah so and if you're and here's how it works. if you're republic you're trying to stop them if you're empire you're trying to because they're in a prison at one point trying to rescue them and mm -hmm. then after you rescue them you realize or the uh dark council realizes you probably shouldn't have let them loose oh, shit. <laughs> so then you have to go back and do that yeah you you would love uh you know you start off on corban if you pick uh, a sith uh force using class so they teach you they you go into all the old tombs that you went in in kotor and you know you got to do missions in there and you commune with ancient sith and blah 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 blah. you see how the sith civilization has moved on from that point uh -huh. and then you go to drum and cost and drum and cost is like the seat of the empire and that's where the dark temple is, where the the emperor sits. Although he's not there, and you got to find out why. And but it's like a whole city. It's like Coruscant, but for the empire. And it's like dark. It's always raining. And the reason they're there is because it's a font in the dark side, you know. But there's like the Mandalorian enclave because at this time the Mandalorians are allied with the empire. And there's the you know the the uh, it's just cool. It's just cool. Oh, Imperial intelligence because you can play an agent too. Uh huh. Uh, so you have Imperial intelligence. Essentially, what the precursor was an for the ISB. ISB agent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, which is in my opinion the second best storyline in the game. And then uh, there's like a Sith like area, so you can do that. And then there, it's just you would love it. The planet is super dark, super evil, uh, and it's like it's basically dark Coruscant. Because if you're 
Republic, you go to Coruscant. That's yeah. where your your home base is, and the Jedi Temple is there, and the Senate building, um, and and whatnot. The Jedi Temple actually is destroyed. It's a flashpoint in the game because in the precursor in one of the trailers, it shows Malgus destroying the temple. He's actually so there there there's like this alliance, and they're trying to make nice with each other, and. Malgus destroys the temple to force the Republic to sign the treaty so the Empire won't act anymore and destroy more stuff. It's very interesting. I have the book if you want to read it. It's really good. Anyway, off of that. But yeah, Swotor, I can talk about that all day. The biggest, the biggest news, the biggest news this week, and this caught me for a loop. I was so we heard three weeks ago that Rogue Squadron was delayed. That Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron ah, movie was delayed. And I was news. like, ah, Yes, good. That sucks. That sucks. I was annoyed. Um, and then this week, earlier this week, we learned that supposedly, and I'm saying supposedly because nothing's been confirmed, but I'm we're talking about it because almost every news outlet has picked up this story. Yeah. So I feel like it's credible enough to go forward and, and talk about the rumor. We learned that the old republic and is being pushed to the front of the line right now mm. for movies and tv and the high republic is being pushed right behind it <laughs> in so, priority it's so good because i have a feeling they feel like okay we've we've topped off what we can do in the skywalker era we now need to tell these other stories because that's what the fan base wants they want the universe but they want characters we've never met before and we've talked about this ad nauseum mm-hmm. but the thing that we're hearing is specifically that Kathleen Kennedy's projects are frozen right now is the yeah, word that a few of them surprising. use. Uh, so I think Rogue Squadron will be made, but I don't think we'll see it for a few years. And I have a feeling we're going to see a High Republic movie by 2024, probably. You know, maybe it's already in production in, you know, 2023, December. I don't want to get my hopes up. So I'm saying 2024 would be my guess of when we will see a High Republic movie. And... I feel like it's going to be Revan's story. I feel like they'd be remiss not to tell that story and then flesh everything out from there. Do you think it'll will have tie-ins with the game or do you think yes. that it's going to be a new story altogether? I have a feeling that the game will tell the story it told but in Disney canon. Mm-hmm. And and I also feel like the movies will kind of tell the before because you just get plopped in. You don't even know you're Revan at, at first. Uh, I have a feeling the movies will tell the before, which was Revan falling to Revan and Malik, I should say, um, falling to the dark side, going and fighting in the war they weren't supposed to, and then going to the outer edges of space, finding the Star Forge, and coming back. Uh, the outer edges of space is the interesting part because, again, I will say it, and I truly believe this. This is a chance to, for them to link it back to the current universe and have Exegol be where the Starforge was. Yeah. Um, and have them build the Sith Temple on Exegol, you know, and and leave the fanatics. The, what do they call the Sith Eternals? Yeah, the Sith Eternals. Uh, leave the fanatics there, and then they're there for thousands of years. There's your story. That's how they got there, you know. And then you can have content where Palpatine is, like, finding Revan's, like, you know, uh, uh, holocrons, to go search for Exegol. Yeah. And and find it, you know. Or maybe maybe his uh what was his master's name? Uh Darth um, Plagueis. Maybe Plagueis is the one that found it and told him about it, you know. Who knows? There's a thousand places to go. The only thing I don't like that recently came out about the Sith was in that book 
was that the way they are describing the rule of two now, they're not describing it as, you know, that the power and greed and whatnot took over them. They're describing it as almost... Dyad. Yeah, and I kind of hate that. I think that's a that's stupid. That apparently, like Vader and Palpatine were trying to complete a Force dyad. I don't know. I don't like that. I like the old school. You know, the Sith have out. They can't coexist with each other, so they just need a leader. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I this whole di- this whole leaning into the dyad. I'm sure there's a reason why they're doing it, though. There's got to like they're they're really playing this up. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with Bane then? I don't know. Because he's canon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, but his whole thing was, his whole story is based around the fact that he was like, I'm sick of this shit. We're doing this instead. Yeah, and the, and that was the whole point of the rule, too, is to is to keep keep them under control. Under control and hidden, because at that point, he knew, he knew they needed to, like, be in the shadows and yeah, not be... Yeah, they needed be, to chill out. Because they didn't have an empire anymore. Um. Yeah, I was also struggling with the fact that like there was an empire and then I'm like, but wait, Palpatine says the first galactic empire. And then I realized the differentiation is the combination of the Republic and the Sith became the galactic empire because it was always the galactic Republic. Yeah. And the old empire is the Sith empire specifically. Oh, because it was ruled by a dark council of Sith or and an emperor. Um, So it was kind of like the combination of the two. I, 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 I just came to that realization this week. Um. So yeah, I'm interested to see where they they which story they're gonna tell. Do you think, Tim, that this is a full rollout though? That this is like movie, and here's your TV show, and here's your new comic books, and here's your new novels. Is it like that? I I don't I don't think it's gonna I don't think they're gonna throw it all at us at once because look how they've been handling everything else. Well, they will they roadmap it though. They'll be like over the next three oh, years. Will they roadmap it? Yes, I, I I think so. I think it makes the fandom a lot happier when we know what we're gonna get. Right. So like, I think it would next... be silly for them not to because we've been able to do that with the High Republic and it's been working out really 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 well. I'm actually stressing that I have to because we're all I'm all caught up on the books, but uh-huh. now I have to go fill in the blanks for the comics because because part two of the High Republic is like two months away. Yeah. So like we got to go full blast in the comics and get all caught oh, up there so we're ready. <laughs> boy. I mean they they don't take long to read. Yeah. It's just sitting just, down. Yeah. And it's sitting down in front of the time. That's crazy. It's just yeah. crazy that they just it's all coming together yeah yeah it's 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 almost like and i hate comparing it to to marvel because people you know get a little uppity but it's almost like you remember early marvel we're like what the hell are they doing with yes. this uh-huh. <laughs> yep. and then all of a sudden you're like oh I this makes marvel. a lot of sense <laughs> oh my gosh they're so great yeah i feel like they're they're laying groundwork um you know and Pulling things in and, and telling stories, but making sure they drop references to other things. Yeah. So you know that like this is all the same place. This is all the same universe. I do. I am curious if they're ever going to play with alternate universe, though. I'm really interested Star- if that's going to be a with, thing with a Star Wars. Yeah, because as yes. I'm reading Ronin, I'm almost done with it. Uh, you know, it's a completely different universe. For instance. Uh, the Jedi are part of the Empire because the Empire in that is reflective of, you know, imperial leadership in feudal, feudal Japan. Right. Um, so when they go aboard a Jedi Dreadnought, which is the weirdest thing to say, uh, they have walkers and the walkers, Tim, are all like they're shaped like boars 
and uh, like uh, I'm trying to think what else they said, like uh, ancient Japanese symbols, uh, animal symbols. So they're very, very, very much on the feudal Japan thing, but it's a completely alternate universe. Like they say the outer rim, but they're talking about planets like the planet they're on right now is called Raizu. And, oh, that's you dope. know, you know, the, the Sith you saw in the, in the in the Visions cartoon, her name's Koru. Like everything's Ooh. very, very, very Japanese. Yeah. So I like I'm curious, that. like, do you flesh out a whole other alternate universe that's Star Wars, but this? Yeah. I, um, I, I think they could do like what ifs and stuff. I think they would be OK. I do, too. I think they'll always have a canon storyline, you know, and one of the things I was thinking about too, with a canon storyline versus visions, you know, visions, you can't go to the park and start asking them about the stuff because the employees are essentially RPing. Yeah. Um, and they won't know what you're talking about. But now if you go there and I guarantee if you went now, they wouldn't say anything to you. But if you go there after this old Republic kicks off and you're like, Hey, have you heard of Darth Revan? That he's like, they might like look around and be like, you're not supposed to utter that name or something like <laughs> that. You know, so cool though. Yeah. But, but the, the, employees knowledge base is going to have to grow like especially yeah. too with galactic starfighter or not starfighter um uh galactic cruiser uh which i tried to call again and it was on hold for five hours oh, and really up. you got me so excited <laughs> and here we are uh i'm so, trying i'm trying i'm trying i have a life tim i can't sit hey, on the phone all hey, day if there's anyone in chat that knows a guy hit us up i don't think I don't think Disney's in the knows a guy phase of this yet. No, 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 no. There's definitely a guy who knows a guy. So if you know a guy, let us know. We're still trying to get on. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're Bob Chapek's son, if you could hit us <laughs> up, that'd be great. Thanks. That's about as far as I think that that will uh, <laughs> that will go. Or Dave, because you know Dave listens to the show. So of Dave, course. if you could hook it up, that'd be that'd be great. He loves us. Thanks, oh, Dave. Buddy, Dave. Oh man, I can't wait to be like Dave. This is Tim, the co-host oh, on, and he it. goes Star Wars and Scotch, and points at Tim, and Tim's like, "Oh <laughs> <Holy> shit!" <gasps> <laughs> he, just, he just pukes all over Tim's shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> and this is Mark Hamill. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I'd get i I don't really get starstruck, but Mark Hamill would be. Uh, I'd, I'd cry. I'd cry, puke, and say it'd be terrible. Absolutely. Terrible. We gotta do our we gotta do our annual tweets that mark mark to uh, come to GCX because we do it every year. <laughs> hey Mark, he's, you wanna be on the Star Wars panel? Before, he is so. like every single one because uh -huh. some people start mentioning because we'll tweet it and then someone will be like, Yeah, it's a great event, and you know, they support St. Jude, and then he starts liking it because you yeah. know he's a very charitable, mm -hmm. uh, good person. Yeah. So um one year. We'll get them. We'll get them. So with this Old Republic. Yes. And we said we agree there'll, there'll be a roadmap. I, Do you uh, think yeah. it's a... Because my our original thing was like maybe the video game universe is going to be where Old Republic lives. It felt right to say that. It's not the case anymore. No. So with that being said, is again, I'm going to go back to this. Is it a full fleshed out no, new novels, new TV shows, comics, you know, and movies? over the course of x years yeah i i think so i think they'll i think they'll let the game do its thing and then they'll start rolling things out because I, th I think the game is is really big it's really important that's that's the hook that's the carrot that's what brings them in and then you get them to bite down on it, and they're like oh i love the old republic and then you're like oh you love it huh Brah, here you go so I think what? I think what's going to happen is we're going to get the celebration next year and it's going to be, hey, here's Knights of the Old Republic uh, preview. 
here's the launch date, and then here's everything else we're going to be doing. I the- wonder if, uh, you know, because SWOTOR does well for them, I wonder if they would do SWOTOR 2, but make it more like ESO, so it would be console-friendly. No, I think what we're going to see when it comes to combat and everything else is it's going to be... Uh, Oh man, I had the game in my head and I I totally lost it. Uh, it's definitely not gonna. Well, I have a feeling they'll leave an option to do turn based. What was the remastered for, game that like I just a, played that was really fun? Final Fantasy. No, well, kind of like Final Fantasy in a way. I think I think it's a fair way to put it. There's another game that I just played. And I was like, this is how Kotar is gonna be. Um, and I'm I'm the to- Bridge of Spirits game. No, 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 no. It's 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 a remaster. I just I totally forgot. But anyways, yeah. yeah oh, I Alan Wake. Nope. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a game and I'm totally forgetting it. Anyways, this just proves I watched him. By the way, I he just does. Want to and put I that just like there. I stream too much. <laughs> um, but Final Fantasy VII, I think, is a great way to showcase. It's like, hey, like this is a game that you can take that was turn based, and you can give them the ability to just free fight and go for it. But if they you, want to still do the turn style, you can flip that on and go that yep. way. Yeah, that's what I think they're gonna oh. do because I think. Oh, I figured out. What? It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. It wasn't a remake. Guardians of the Galaxy, the way that they treat the combat where it's um, RPG light in a way where there's dialogue and the dialogue dictates the outcome, but it's not a true outcome because it was still going to happen regardless, but it makes you think that you you had a, a play in it. Yes. Um, that that was I was like, oh my gosh, this is how the dialogue's going to happen. And then the combat was really good because you're fighting and you're leveling up your person, but you're also leveling up every, the, all the other members of, of Guardians of the Galaxy and then you're controlling them to a certain extent. You're telling them to use certain powers like uh, to like isolate or like snare or like attack, uh, heal. And I was like, oh, man, this is exactly how I remember Knights of the Republic feeling. But it was turn based. But now take the turn base out of it and let them just you get put into an arena to fight, which is how every every f- f- combat scenario happened in Knights of the Republic is you'd walk into a room. The room would be combat and then you fight it out and then you'd progress. And that's yeah, exactly how Guardians of the Galaxy plays. You'd freeze and put your queue in in the old one, and then you would, you know, would execute the moves. You mm-hmm. could do it in real time, but you had the option to pause it, which I believe in Final Fantasy you had the option to pause the, you, the you fight, can, too. You can. Um, but I think with this is that I, I still hold true to saying that for Knights of the Old Republic, they have to go to the ability of, of allowing the player to feel the lightsaber and control it. Because when you when, when you do that in like Je- uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you feel like you're there. You feel like a Jedi. You feel powerful. You you have the lightsaber and if they take that away from the player if you aren't able to use your lightsaber it's not going to feel like a star wars game now now it's just going to feel like a generic rpg and so i really really hope they allow us to do combat the way that it is in jedi fallen order with the guardians of galaxy twist of being able to control your your um companions and it's just going to be this this nice free-flowing combat i feel like they'll let us do both i do uh, you know, this is a big deal. This game is a big deal and a lot of money is being poured into it. And, you know, they're going to want to sell a bajillion copies like they did with Fallen Order. But Fallen Order got a rousing reception. Noah's mad. By yep. the way, with Fallen Order, folks, if you're a modder, they just uh, are allowing people to mod Fallen Order now. What? That's awesome. So there'll be some cool shit coming out very soon. And I would say by next year of people that are now because they took the anti cheat out. Um, so now you can mod Fallen Order, which will lead to some really, really cool fan. What? That's uh, so things. awesome. I love Good when developers respawn. I love when developers lean into that because after your game has run its course, the lifeblood of a game is modding. Look at Skyrim. Everybody loves modded Skyrim now. And even Todd Howard said that off the bat, uh, um, Fallout 5 will have 
full modding capabilities. Um, so same thing here. Like, thank you for letting us do it. They did it with Battle uh, Battlefront, and now they're doing it with this, and it's going to lead to some really, really like I, people are going to be able to be like, oh, well, now you can play this game as Ahsoka, you know, and you can you know go to this planet that I designed uh, and play as Ahsoka doing I don't know something. It's it's just cool. There it's was cool. a um, there was a trailer that was made like a like a short that was made uh, in Battlefront. And it was it was Vader on Naboo visiting Padme's. Oh, I saw that visiting Padme's grave, and it was all in in game. And I I sent it to uh, the Lee. Uh, I sent it to Randy Pitchford. Not Randy Pitchford. Randy. Uh, I forget Randy's last name because um, I'm trying to think of his last name. But uh, Randy, who's the head of uh, video, like making all the trailers and stuff for Dice. And so he made the trailer. He him and his team made the trailers for Battlefront. And I sent it to him. I was like, dude, look at this. And he was just like oh my god and he's like goosebumps and it's just like it's so crazy to see fans really evans. just live out their passions through all these different types of mediums randy evans evans there you go thank you um yeah no that i love that stuff and uh giving people the, that freedom freedom to be creative so uh, chat the stuff our our twitter we, we usually ask you guys to send us something on twitter so for this week i'd love for you guys to tweet uh, at Star Wars and Scotch, because uh, we now have our own Twitter handle. So uh, tweet at us your favorite Star Wars video or picture. Like, what is your favorite fan-made thing that you can remember? So, like, for me, the last thing that I just saw that was fan-made was the Star Wars Battlefront video of Vader going to Naboo. What's something that you've seen lately that that you just absolutely love? S- send it to us. Tweet us at Star Wars and Scotch, right, Kevin? Is that our is that our Twitter handle? Star Wars Scotch is Star the War- handle. At Star Wars Scotch. And uh, yes, let Star us know. Wars Scotch. Yep. Uh, yeah, that is that is where all the releases will be uh, coming through, and anything we do outside of the show will be on there. But yeah, at Star Wars Scotch, uh, brand new handle, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. Well. That is, is there anything else you want to cover before think, we get out of here? I think I think that's it as far as Star Wars stuff. I mean, like definitely go check out Under the Helmet. Very very good. Def, it definitely makes me feel uh, better about Boba Fett. I guess just yes, because same. I'm learning a lot more. But there's still a lot of things left to uh, to find out about our uh, our uh, not Mandalorian friend. Like how the <laughs> did he get out of the Starlight Pit? Please tell if us. They, I think they hinted that they are going to tell you because. Oh, Mingna Wen said something in there, and I was like, "Oh, maybe yeah." She was like, it. "Yeah." It's like we don't know much after he after he went into the Sarlacc pit, and I'm like, "Oh, really? Yeah, okay." Did you finish Lorna D yet? I uh, know I'm like halfway through it. All right, cool. I just want to make we can sure. talk. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about it? Like not in, today. We no, can talk not about today, it next week. But yeah, next. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, when when you're when you're done, I would love to talk about Lorna D, and I'll do a little thing on Ronin because I only have two hours left, okay. uh, and then I'm gonna finish Aftermath before Christmas. <laughs> Sick. And then you know what it's on to, Tim? What? Thrawn. Ooh, yes. I can't wait to talk about Thrawn. Thank you so much for listening to episode 60 of Star Wars and Scotch. We appreciate you as always. Tim is playing Battlefield. FB.gg slash darkness429. I'm playing Battlefield too, but I, I don't stream. So, I mean, if you want to play, you, you can come find me. It's at Kevin Exhibition on Twitter. But um, yeah, I'm, I'll be playing weekend, Battlefield Kevin. too. I'm gonna play this weekend. Oh, cool, 100%. Like a server, and I'll yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, sick. pew pew, it'll right. be it'll be sick. Sick. Yeah. I I'm gonna see if I can hop on while you're streaming because Hunter has his belt test tomorrow. Oh, sick! And it's his last tiger belt before he goes to solid belts. So. 
Cute. Yeah, he's a big boy. But mm. thank you so much for checking it out. Like Tim said, at Star Wars Scotch is the new Twitter handle. Uh, we'll be rolling out more content there. We have our own YouTube as well, Star Wars and Scotch on YouTube. But you all have a good one. We will talk to you next week for episode 61. We appreciate you. And as always, may the force be with you. And also with you, Kevin. And an extra force for you. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.